Hey friends who are listening to the Encouragement Collaborative, this is our disclaimer to let you know that we are not doctors, we are not counselors, we are not trained professionals in the area of encouragement. However, we are two guys that want to encourage you, we want to lift you up, and we want to encourage you to encourage others. So please, listen to our podcast, listen to our stories, visit our website at encouragementcollaborative.com, check us out and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hi, this is Nathan, and I am on the way to go pick up Brian for our encouragement drive. And uh, our special guest is going to be Patrick Whalen. He encourages people on a regular basis. Also, he's a musician. Uh, so he's a professional musician too. He also encourages people musically, uh, vocally and lyrically. So uh, we're gonna go pick him up. We're gonna go on an encouragement drive. So sit back and relax and be encouraged. Okay, we're here. We got. Uh, we got. Yeah, notice that Patrick, first thing he did, it, did, he came in and he busted out a drum circle. That's right. Well, at least the intro to one in case anybody wants to join me. And I'll just let you know, we're, we're recording right now because I figure, hey, all this stuff is good stuff. We will be encouraged throughout this process. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. It's contagious. It is. <laughs> Fantastic. I hope that mine is reciprocally as well. well you know, we, 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 uh, we specifically chose you for that reason, Patrick. That's right. So yeah. sit back, relax. We're going to go on an encouragement drive. Oh, wow. This will keep getting better. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's no cement shoes at the end of this. <laughs> we, are, we are actually going to seek out. I every... may find out that I'm the least encouraging person that you well, guys know. And that maybe you guys are just trying to get rid of one more least encouraging person in the world <laughs> for a drop off somewhere in New Jersey. Coincidentally, well, we are actually going by the water. Are building so... a new stadium somewhere that I might become part of the foundation of. <laughs> no. uh, we're gonna random. We're gonna we're gonna randomly jump circle somebody. Jump circle. <laughs> the aggressive <laughs> aggressive encouragement. It's it's an aggressive encouragement. You will be encouraged, damn it. <laughs> or the meetings will continue. It's an aggressive encouragement tactic. <laughs> encourage you whether you like it or not <laughs> well and, and you know this so the encouragement collaborative it's that's kind of the sole purpose right is is we believe that everybody has uh, the ability uh, in them regardless of, of what they've experienced in life they want they want to encourage people they want to build others up they Amen. want to believe in other people we believe that everybody has that ability and so you know that's why we that's why we started this podcast is because we want to bring out that I guess inner encouragement in uh, not only the people in our lives but maybe maybe somebody outside of our, our uh, sphere of influence as we might say sometimes so we can find encouragement anywhere anytime anytime and so we chose you Patrick because you know we personally both feel like we've either been encouraged directly or indirectly by you and we're like you know he's got to be doing this for other people <laughs> I mean, we're special, but yeah. we're not that special. I, you guys actually encourage me, so I, I would say that probably the majority of my encouragement goes towards those folks that I, I identify with a lot of potential that maybe aren't getting the encouragement that I think that they deserve. Uh, for example, I mean, when I first met Nathan, I don't think that other people recognize Nathan's talent set or skill set or strengths as well as I did. 
and I don't think that they were appreciated as comprehensively as they were. Not like people didn't like Nathan for his skill set. It was more so I don't think people realized the potential that he had. And so I took it upon myself with a little bit of his initiative as well to to take him under my wing and show him how he can get from A to B, not only professionally, but personally as far as how to read and, and, and be encouraged and then to turn around and encourage others. I don't think I ever needed to teach Nathan the latter, but they all work together. So um, it's really about recognizing, are you having that effect on people and where should you use your extremely valuable time as effectively as possible for those people that will appreciate it and gain the most out of your efforts at being encouraging no matter how you either intrinsically um, do it or whether or not you do it proactively because you feel that that's important and you're thinking about it. But I'd like to think that the three people um, in this meeting room right now, if we'll call it that, <laughs> uh, this traveling meeting room, that uh, this is really cool, um, that uh, we um, that we identify that and, and identify who we spend our time, our limited, very valuable time on this earth since we, we have an idea but not certainly about what's going to happen once we check out, that we utilize that time to encourage others. And so I don't know if you want, I have a couple things I wanted to say today that I don't know if now is the time, but I want you guys to lead me to it. So I'll leave it at that. I'm Patrick, just kind of leading into that. Uh, what are your expectations for today, this conversation? Well, I hope to learn more about what you guys are trying to do to get this positive word out into the community, whether it's locally or globally. Um, and I'm always about learning and growing and trying to figure out new ways to inspire people. Um, and that inspires me in turn and puts wind in my sails. So thank you for including me or to even consider me for this is an honor as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I also think that we have an obligation to understand, first of all, that we don't have control over people, places, or things in general. And that's the philosophy of my life. I spent a lot of time soul searching before I became a, a, a husband or a father. Um, and I wanted to make sure my life was fairly understood and, and rooted in what I thought was most important. And one of those huge tenets is that piece in itself. You don't have control over other people, especially. Um, and so if you don't have control over the people, whether you want it or not, what do you have? And we have the ability to influence. And how do we influence? And how do we do that? And it's really just leading by example. And so if I have, if I don't know what the unknown portrays or, 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 or holds for us, and I don't know what happens after we die necessarily, although I could opine, you know, uh, ad nauseum, um, what I do know is that I have this finite time to do something uh, constructive with it. Mm -hmm. And so, I know that I get joy out of inspiring other people if I'm able to do so. And so as a result of that, how can I do that? And all it is is, is by sharing with others what I have found to inspire me. And by finding other people in my life to associate with, either loosely or directly with, I'm going to choose those people damn carefully hmm. to know that they're going to put constructive positive influence in my life, the, the lives of my family, my children especially, that otherwise I'm wasting my time on this earth. And I'm wasting my time in my service to others. And so 
knowing that that time is well spent and that time is really well thought of and, and, and surrounding myself with people um, every day with, with that have the same values of being honest, having integrity, and, but really caring about others first with a balance of making sure that you're doing the right things for yourself. Um, being healthy with your body, you know, being healthy with your spiritual temple, but also being healthy with the way that you interact with others. And and it's not always perfect. You're not always going to do it exactly the right way, but always trying to stay centered in that balance. And and it's always it's a constant struggle. And um, and so with that, I find myself today surrounded by two wonderfully, amazingly encouraging people, Brian Mark and Nathan Black. Woo! And, and that's that's really but important a, but to a, but me. But a, but a, but a, yeah. <laughs> that's important to me, and and, and I'm going to continue to beat that drum until the day I drop. So, um, and I hope that that makes my time here immortal. I hope my children pick up on that, and that they keep this belief and the fact that humans aren't going to ruin this earth, but we're going to make this universe a better place. That that carries on to the next generation and, and continues to grow momentum. Awesome. So, Patrick, where do you find encouragement in your life? I find it through music. I find it through helping other people, and not necessarily in this order. Um, it's a combination of all these things, and it's different for everybody. I think it's really important, um, and I'll, I'll kind of touch base on Eastern philosophy here, that people find their joy. For me, I love people to a fault. And so I don't know if everybody does. I think a lot of people see the worst in people. I really try to see the best in people, but at the same time, be realistic about our limitations and our fallibilities as human beings, whether it be mental illness or you know chemical dependency or um, apathy towards our fellow human man, human being, man, man or woman, or people that you may not identify with either uh, sex. And so um, I think that. Until you find your joy and you find what truly makes you happy, it's hard to share that joy with other people. So you need to find that joy that's indicative onto you. But if you haven't found it, what I would tell anybody is, is that give to others and, 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 and find a life of service. And then figure out where the joy comes from that. Is it a bit selfish because you see other people succeeding and you see it that way? Great, that's your joy. Or is it actually just watching other people be successful whether you feel successful or not? really doesn't matter. That's joy in a different context. And so that's the part that's truly meaningful for me. And, and again, you've got to every day roll out of bed and say, I'm going to go find it. I'm going to find the silver lining in that dark cloud. I'm going to take lemons. I'm going to turn them into lemonade. So... You've got to continually make that, that, that effort. You can't wait for somebody to put joy in your Wheaties every morning. You can't, you can't necessarily expect vitamin J in your multivitamin in the morning. You, know? you have to put it in there. You have to say, I'm committed to that. Mm. And it's not defined necessarily. You've got to find it. You've got to process it. And you've got to reproduce it to say, I found joy in this today. I'm also finding joy in that I, I, I'm passing on what I've done in my work to other people um, with less experience. And I hope that I'm passing my joy to the two young men in this, in this car that are just a few years younger than me, but that I can inspire you guys um, to be really, really successful. And, and 
ironclad in your resolve. Don't ever let anybody, uh, I'll, I'll give you a Billy Joel quote. Don't ever let anybody give you shit and tell you that you're not worthy or you're not capable. Because screw that. If you're doing things the right way to help other people, don't ever be daunted in your in your journey. And you know what? You're always going to have me to come support you. I will come to your rescue. I'll be part of your posse. Mm. And so I want you to never be daunted. Um, that doesn't mean you should be arrogant. It doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the opinions of others and be thoughtful of them because you will grow as a result. Um, it also comes into politics. Always be mindful of other points of views. Understand them. Embrace them and use them to carry forward your journey of joy, your mission of encouragement of others. Be wise and follow the understanding of others and their journey to make you more wise because nobody's ever completely right. Um, nothing happens in pure black and white um, or black and, uh, and black and, how should I say this? Uh, mark and black. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and so shades of gray are important. Uh, so a couple of things. Uh, Exactly what you just said is why we love you, why why you're here with us today, why we invited you, and that I believe that you really do a great job looking for opportunities, uh, not only with the people that are around you, but maybe people that are around you and how you can impact people that are around them and kind of perpetuate that positivity forward uh, outside of yourself. And I don't know about you, Nathan, but I'm going to go make myself like a PW cape mm-hmm. after that. I'm ready to like fly. Let's do it. And uh, and And so, you know thinking about you know that that natural drive to impact outward and uh, by the way if you ever start like a speaking series let me know I'll like market for you and get tickets going <laughs> I'm attending every one of them Thank you. Um, but uh, just comes out so, <laughs> that's why we love you man mm-hmm. um, so that natural drive to impact others outwards I guess you know we, we we're wondering like who has encouraged you in your life? Like, who puts wind in your sails? And I know, I know that you spoke on um, how the people, like our, like Nathan and I, kind of contribute to the wind in the sails, and that you know you see the positive results of maybe your encouragement for us and how we impact those around us. But who, who, or what kind of fills your sails and and maybe just kind of encourages you when you have a down moment, and you and you were you were maybe having a moment where you're not riding high and you need someone to come up to you and just give you an encouraging word. Who are those people in your lives? In your well, life? two of them are sitting right here. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I guess I'll just start from the beginning most, most appropriately. Um, my grandfather was a commander in the Navy in World War II and I think he inspired our whole family and he was tough but loving. Um, he was brass tacks and could really give you the straight dope, unadulterated, no filters, not a lot of uh, touchy-feely, but you could tell from his non-verbals how much love he had in his delivery. And uh, that was big. My grandma, oh, that's the love part. You get choked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Your children. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I think it's everybody in your family and then, you know, turning back around and making sure for those people in your family that you're you're giving back so that you can encourage them and bring them along. That's good. But there's so much pain and sorrow and lack of belief in the world that you want to try to help invigorate faith whenever you can. And so 
think globally but act locally i know it's probably overused but i can only touch the people that i can touch i'm not the president of the united states and frankly i don't really want to be um, because i did inhale in college and so um you know those type of things uh you know make you i feel i feel make us a little bit more humble and and that i'm not better than anybody i want to be better and mm. i want others to be better and i don't want to ever stop that initiative and that learning and, and that that learning and growing is what life is and as soon as we stop learning and growing we start dying we start withering on the vine and that's no way to live so all of those things you know playing my mom is a huge encouraging you know positive person was a keynote speaker for state government and meeting planners you know and that's huge for me um my uncle deke uh who went to notre dame uh university and and asked me he's like patrick do you want a life of money or do you want a life of service and and it didn't really you know uh it didn't really play out for me at first and and as i i learned and as i went through a a, 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 a an unfortunate marriage where there was a lot of materialism involved not for me but for my ex-wife um and, and some aspects of her family i learned that that's really not what's important um, what's important is our relationships and how we support each other and, and how we do with what we have. The other thing is, is I think for, you know, the majority of us are have-nots as far as money or materials are concerned. And how do we create a life for ourselves and a, and a good living for ourselves and our family? It's by helping others. It's by bringing other people along. It's by, it's by being the chameleon that finds our niche and that finds a way that we can utilize our strength to be successful, whatever that is. And that's inspiring to us and to others. And so that piece continues to really resonate with me. Um, but I really just think it's that constant yearning to find the joy in life. And I want to be happy. I want to, I want to, I want that feeling that I get when I complete a successful performance playing music and going, you know, I just turned on a few hundred people to the point where they're on cloud nine right now. And you know what? Because they're on cloud nine, I'm on cloud 10. Mm. And I can feel the music going through me. I can feel people getting something positive from the lyrics. I can pe feel people getting turned on from my initiative and the hard work that I put on to put forth a quality product. And that's true at work too. It's not just in your personal life or what you do for fun. Hopefully work is fun because you're finding those results as well. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, Timothy Ferris, the author of the number one uh, New York Times bestseller, The 4-Hour Workweek, has a chapter in his book where he states that he believes that conquering our fear can occur when we face our fears. He believes that in defining our fears, we can escape paralysis of inaction. Patrick, how do you conquer your fears and what steps do you take to escape paralysis of inaction in your life? Well, and, and we, we bring up this subject of fear because we feel like it's there's just a direct connection to encouraging people uh, and then in that word of encouragement can either directly or indirectly help people overcome their fears mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like where that question comes from and that's where like the connection to this podcast with regard to encouragement is we feel like those two like if you think about the yin and the yang those two kind of balance each other you know encouragement really balances fear and fear balances encouragement and those things really can't live without one another if for, uh, for somebody to be maybe healthily approach a situation. So 
with that in mind, like how do you how do you conquer your fears? By trying not to have any to begin with. <laughs> I, I'm I'm naturally a fairly nice? I'm, I'm naturally a fearless person. I mean, I, I guess that's one of my strengths. I've never really felt a lot of fear, whether it was playing sports growing up, I was the first person to throw myself in there. I had no fear for getting hurt. Um, I wanted my team to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a good teammate. I wanted to be respected by my teammates, and that overcame any other fear. Um, uh, and so maybe I'm unique in that way. I don't know. Um, I think also because I've always kind of seen myself as one of the, I mean, from a, again, let me, let me couch it this way. By far and away, 90% of us, give or take, are the have-nots, right? Mm. We're not rich. We're not powerful. We're not super influential by standard conventional understanding. So we are the have-nots. So so if people can understand that and they can let go of their materialism, then there is nothing to fear. Mm. And I know Mm. that that's kind of heavy, but that's how I look at things. Mm -hmm. I have everything to gain and nothing to lose when you have nothing. And I'm not saying I'm nothing, have nothing like I'm like the traditional viewpoint of a homeless person or somebody who's, who's a, a, a drug addict or something living under a bridge because that's a different extreme. And there's a whole nother group of barriers with that. I'm just talking about average Joe people, whether you are cogent or not, if you're willing to take risks, if you're willing to say, I don't need to go by the status quo, but I need to be respectful of my fellow man while I do it and to do things with integrity and honesty, then there's really no reason to be fearful. Um, And I know that that's easier said than done, but I just think that, and I agree with the author. So I I think that that's a wonderful tool. I don't know if it's necessary for everybody. It wasn't for me. Um, I, I mean, I was, I had fear of rejection in my dating years. I thought that was a pretty strong one, but well, what, about, what about your, what about your family? Like when you're away from your kids, like from a, from a long distance, is there any fear like that comes from that? I mean, are, are there any fears outside of yourself that, that, um, maybe fear of loss or fear of, um, a fear of lack of responsibility, maybe, that I didn't do the majority of things that I need to do to safeguard those people, which I think I have, um, which is, again, kind of building this group, this 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 network of people around you, family and friends mm-hmm. who are good people that, if you do it the right way, they would be there to help if you really needed them uh, reciprocally, just like they know I would be there for them. I mean, if you either you gentlemen needed me for something and it was really dire, I would be there for you. Um, mm-hmm. But I think our, our ego, you know, keeps us from asking you know a lot of the time and this is what I tell a lot of our clients in alternative solutions parents struggling looking for help I'm like you would be surprised at the thousands of people that will come out of the woodwork to help you if you ask for help so with that knowledge in mind I don't think I could ever go wrong with that knowledge in mind I have no fear I know that that whether it's if you're if you're devoutly religious in a Christian sense, that the Lord will provide. Um, but for I don't I, frankly I don't look at it that way. I look at it more kind of holistically. Like if you do what's right, it's more of a karma feeling. Mm-hmm. I know if I'm doing what's right, good things will happen. Mm-hmm. And if if tragedy is if I'm earmarked for tragedy, then that's my cross to bear, and I'm going to need to deal with that tragedy and rise up and give it every ounce of my strength to bear it, and to grin and bear it and to make the most of it. And if nothing else, use that tragedy or that martyrdom to make others stronger. 
like Jesus did. And I don't want to be overly religious because I'm not overly religious. I'm one of those people that believe you should take all the good tenets of every religion to make the best religion. Um, but uh, so with that said, I, I, I don't, I'm sure I have fear, but I don't really dwell on them. And I don't, I don't, I think that when you know you're doing good and you know you're doing right and you stay open to feedback so you never become totalitarian or you don't ever become uh, uh, so myopic that you think that your way of leading or your way of of in, in, encouraging people is always right. It should always be malleable. It should always be growing and learning and, and changing like entropy, like everything around us is, whether it's the landscape or the universe or anything. It's always changing. So we have to be flexible in order to continue to maintain that with the environment that we're in so you also have to listen and make sure that that encouragement that you're giving people is is wrought with the feedback from those around you so that if you're now off off point and the way you're going may go down a wrong road and you think that everybody should be this way then that you're already probably on the wrong track and so you have to constantly listen and be aware and 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 continue to change your tact a bit so that you're you're using the best feedback from the time so that you can continue to move that way. And that knowing that I'm doing that continues to take away my fear. It tells me that I'm being advised by people that I can that I can confront to give me good advice to continue to lead that forward. Uh, man, I'm I'm encouraged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm motivated. I feel like I could I'm looking at those those lumber logs back there, I feel like I could like throw them onto my shoulders and walk around. We're down. I'm good to, I'm good we're to down go. at the port overlooking the water. There's uh, logging. There's uh, sailboats going by. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bright future on the horizon. Yeah, that is for sure. That is for sure. I think we sure. need a drum. I think we need a drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the m- many uh, examples of Patrick's vast musical uh, ability. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strategically placed drum by Nathan in the back seat. Right, right. It's important. It's important. Uh, and uh, so, you know, what steps do you take to escape paralysis of inaction? in your life, if there's any inaction that's going on, of fear, uh, or just if you're feeling like you need to, to get moving on something, what do you do, what steps do you take? And and just to kind of, I mean, we know that you like to think about others. We know that you are always about those around you. It's it's evident in your your words and your actions. And so these questions are really we want to know about you too and so when we ask these questions you know we really want to challenge you to to really kind of go into the self a little bit and and answer Nathan's question which is what steps you take to escape paralysis of inaction in your life caffeine helps <laughs> uh, uh, how about a drum does a drum help <laughs> yeah, every well, drum. actually a drum does help it's almost like the rowers in ancient times you know just keep rowing just keep rowing um I um well, part of it is is that I know that our time is finite and that there's only so much time. Time is really the only unit of measurement that we know to be finite. And uh, it really is if you want to get deep into astrophysics and things. Um, but for me... You can get as deep as you want, buddy. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, believe me, I don't think I have any time. Um, I, 
what do I do? I, I, I have to go back and, and get to my roots. I have to go back and, and I have to reflect at times. I have to have a little bit of quiet time to know that I did, that I did my best today. I need to go back and I need to say, it's okay if I made a mistake. I'm willing to forgive myself and I'm willing to try again tomorrow. That's another big piece that I think is obvious to a lot of mm-hmm. people, but they don't know that they're doing it. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I have to be able to forgive myself um, because I, I misstep all the time. Um, I'm brash. I'm not afraid to say what I feel. I'm not afraid to share difficult truths with my staff, with my friends, with my with my significant other, with my children, especially with my poor children. Um, you know, and, and so that's got to be part of it. Um, I have no idea what you're talking poor, about. Poor that. children. What about your coworkers? Yeah, well, I don't feel so bad for them because they can leave anytime. <laughs> I don't chain them to the desk. That's not <laughs> a very encouraging statement. You know what? Though? We've all got to find our way. <laughs> and over time, I'll win them over. I think, sooner or later. But, you will be encouraged. Yeah, like I said, the beatings will continue. Um, no, you know, I just, I really think that integrity and I don't want it to sound too 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 um too you know wiggly or too qualitative if you if you drum when you say it it actually softens <laughs> I, I want to make sure the audio is good quality I, I, I or maybe not I, I I really think that it's 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 about getting back to what I mean for me it's about joy I, I love turning other people on and it could be it could be about work it could be about child supporting children it could be about serving others it could be about you know being good to each other and that's mm. probably where it comes all back to it. it if i feel inspired or encouraged about being good to each other then my fears go away my 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 paralysis goes away because mm. i know that there's more of that to do and when i see somebody struggling and then i recognize that maybe their struggle is going to be overcome by helping others and they can see the direct effect that they're having in their life experience to say, I can now lift you up because somebody helped me and they keep paying it forward. And there's this cycle of helping people, even the most downtrodden, even the people that we threw away with the trash in our political system, in our communities that we said, you know what, that person is not worth our time because of the bad decisions that they made. And then somebody says, but if I put a little bit more effort into that person by encouraging them in a one night a week, you know, homeless outreach process or by giving professional presentations at the women's prison or the, the men's jail or or by just telling people, no, I'm not here to collect child support money from you. I'm here to, to help you because you're a parent and I love you. Mm. Do you have your GED? Because I can tell you how to get yours for free. Because investing in yourself is going to help you to move forward and invest in other people to find joy. It may not work for you. That may not where you find your joy, but I'm giving you an open door to investigate that joy because you weren't finding it with the doors that you had before. Let's open doors for other people so that they can choose their own adventure and the adventure that will give them joy. So, and so you heard it, you heard it here today, folks. Invest in yourself. And if you invest in yourself, that will that will help you invest in others. Share that and, investment. And share yeah. that investment. Ultimately, and it's something we didn't really think about today. We, you know, we're talking about fear and we're talking about its connection to encouragement. But ultimately, it's all about joy. Mm. 
I think I've heard that a few times. Mm-hmm. It's all about joy. Where do you find your joy? And from that joy will come encouragement and or encouragement can lean to joy mm-hmm. or overcoming your fears can lead to joy. Bringing really, out the joy in other people bring can bring out your joy. Right. And finding the joy in a traditional places. Like most people wouldn't think that making as much money as you possibly could could bring joy. <laughs> or can share joy with other people because maybe you're hoarding it. You're you're Midas. You're, you're you're the King Midas that that is due to be cursed because of your love of gold. But if you could turn that love of money and the love of collecting money into sharing that with other people, either through philanthropy like Bill and Melinda Gates, or maybe through the efficiency with the way you learn how to do that and the numbers that you crunch and your understanding of math and statistics, and you share that with other people. And you share that knowledge so they can become more powerful and they can be more efficient with their money or they can save more appropriately for their future as opposed to just wanting that shiny bobble that's right in front of them today. There's joy to be had there too. It's everywhere if you're, if you're astute enough to identify it and embrace it and then recognize it for what it is. And, hmm, and so, I mean, and tell me what you think, Nathan. And I don't know, here's what I'm thinking is really... Encouragement is about encouraging other people to find their own individual approach to joy. Is that, I mean... And serving people. (laughs) It's all about finding that way, that connection, that relationship. Because like Patrick was saying, this materialistic um, endeavor that goes on, that it's a competition that happens in our society... It gets in the way of relationships. Mm-hmm. It puts physical material above people. And if you're going to get into material, the most important material in the world is a human being. It's your soul. It's soul. Mm-hmm. And finding that way to connect with other people's soul. Serving them, encouraging them, finding their joy by serving them. You find your joy. Mm. Yeah, and I guess that, I mean... That's a that's a beautiful way to look at it. Is that is that soul connection? Where is that soul connection happening? Mm. And dive into it. You know, I think that's. I mean, our our taglines bust out the drum circle. But I mean, if when we bring it up, I think there's a soul connection there. I think that's that's the beauty of a drum circle. Mm-hmm. Is that it aligns the people in the group, their souls, and kind of a connection and and in a rhythmic in a rhythmic alignment as well. And so, like thinking about that. How do you bust out your drum circle when people try to use discouragement on you? Oh, you know, I I just try to kill them with kindness. Um, I really try to show them that I don't I don't want to react, um, and and I'm guilty of this. It happens. Um, I but but I really try not to react. Hold on, hold on. We only have perfect. Okay. Uh, we only have perfect. There's only perfect people here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm perfect. Sorry. Perfect. I don't mean to derail. That, that derail. Might, that derail might be, a, that you, might be a problem in itself. Yeah. Uh, but but again, I, for me, I, I could be fearful of their of their approach. I could be fearful of their condescending approach. I could, but I have no fear of that because mm. I don't really consider mm. that branding of me or that communication with me as something I have to accept if I don't, if it's not appreciated or part of my philosophy. So I can respectfully reject that communication or that interaction and replace it with the type of encouragement or the bridge that they're trying to build and say, that's not my bridge. Here's the bridge I offer you back. 
and so as a result of that, a replacement I'm, bridge. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say you know I know what you gave me, but I'm not I'm not gonna take that. I'm yeah. gonna give you this instead. I'm gonna give you a more positive, constructive alternative, mm-hmm. an alternative solution. And so as a result of that, I'm going to do everything I can to say there's a better way. And and I don't have all the answers, and I never will. It's really about the boosting and elevating of the interaction to how am I opening doors for that other person? How am I showing them a better way to do things? And so um, I don't know if that answers the question cogently or not, but, but for me, you know, I want to make sure that people understand that just because somebody gives you crap doesn't mean you have to give them crap back. Mm-hmm. Crap in, crap out, you know, but if somebody craps in, Give them joy back. Mm. Give them something constructive back, mm. and, and 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 you're surrounded by it every day. Um, I, I let me use another one. That's why do we try to connect with people at church or in our social circles personally, not just professionally, and really at work. Why do we try to connect with people personally at work? Well, some people it's strategy to try to motivate that person, and I get that. But for me. It's more than that. It, we can't really operate effectively and seamlessly without understanding how that person ticks and, and what motivates them literally to what is right for them. And if we can constantly flex and bend to their needs as a person, as a human being, then that motivates them because somebody gives a damn, somebody cares about me. Not about this program or about this job or about the promotion or about the paycheck or about the medical benefits or about the, the, the pension I might get, but somebody cares about me as a person. And and seeing the joy and the value in that, everything else is secondary. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't think we always look at things that way. And I'm guilty of that too, especially when I feel like I'm in a hurry or under the gun or I'm in what we call stress behavior where we go off of this, we lose our, our, our motif of joy and, 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 and how to be effective that way. And so mm. I care about people because people are what are going to encourage me. Mm-hmm. People, what I get back is, is the, is the ammunition of wind that, that pushes my, my sailboat forward and allows me to then use my own tools to tack into the wind or with the wind as needed. Um, to follow that metaphor. And so I think that that's really important, especially for people like us that I think are like-minded in the fact that we care about other people. And, and that's not true for everybody. That's a, that's a, other people have to flex that muscle and work that muscle out because they weren't given that growing up or that's mm-hmm. not part of their nature or their nurture. And they're having to be nurtured with that to grow that muscle and to flex that muscle and to start utilizing it and working it out so they understand the benefit of that, whereas it may never be a common fit for them. For me, part of that comes naturally because of who I am and and how I was raised and and what my genetic makeup is. And if I can continue to use that, then it's reciprocal. I mean, I constantly get it back and and I, I don't have to... I don't have to think about it too much. I just have to keep doing it and keep giving. And the other thing I want to make sure that is said very clearly here is that if you give with an expectation that you're going to get something back, I think you're always at a loss. Mm-hmm. Your, your expectations are always going to be undermet. Mm-hmm. So don't have any expectations for anybody but yourself. And maybe your children or your family to some degree, depending on how honest or, or truthful or, or literal or, or connected you can be with them. But 
don't have any expectations of give back. Just give and know that you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And and the less that you expect back, the more that you'll be thrilled that you got anything back. So if you give somebody a brand new car and they send you a thank you note, I'm thrilled that they just sent me a thank you note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need them to say anything further. I don't even need a thank you note. I'm just glad I was able to give somebody a brand new car to know that I was able to do that because there's millions of other people out there that will never be able to do that for somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, and I, I think we're going to be wrapping up shortly here, but um, I just wanted to be known that, I, that I'm pulling our second tagline from that whole that whole wealth of information. I'm probably going to re-listen to this podcast over and over and over again because it's been so good. I hope, I hope it's inspiring. It is. It's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very real. And, I mean, am I guilty of not... Am I guilty of serving sometimes and expecting something back? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that statement of service to others without for the purpose of just serving. But uh, I just want you to know that we're going to pull our second tagline from today. It's called Crap In, Joy Out. When those people are coming in at you, they're doing discouragement. They're coming at you. Not only can you bust out a drum circle, but you can take that crap in and you can put joy out. That's it, man. Thank you, sir or ma'am, for that constructive criticism. I really appreciate it. And I got nothing but love coming back for you. Mm, That's good. That's good. Well, during this whole time uh, here in Olympia, Washington, overlooking the Puget Sound with the uh, Olympic Mountains uh, in the horizon, the sun has come out. And uh, so what we're going to do before we go out and uh, drum, get a drum circle going out on that picnic table right out there, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you, Patrick, you know, do you have any closing remarks? I, I, I'm, I'm humbled. I, I'm thankful that you guys would even consider me for something that might inspire one person or just the three of us in this car. Um, it's something that we have to do. And um, I've had people, you know, offer me up to do this or that or run for office, and it just doesn't seem like a good fit for me. I want to continue to inspire people from my small sphere of influence, and I hope that that grows, and I hope that people see the wonderment that can be had through inspiration of others and it doesn't have to be in a keynote speak it doesn't have to be with lots of money at a auction or a fundraiser it just needs to be every day every opportunity you got whether you have a head cold like I do today or you're frustrated that maybe things don't work out as well as they should you keep giving and you keep giving and then when you are done you know you did good and you know you had a good life and you know your epitaph will read something that's meaningful and I just want to add something that you can maybe put at the beginning of this podcast because I know you're going to edit it maybe maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> oops well he has the ability to cut this out and uh, put it put it wherever he wants but uh, just a testament to Patrick's undying dedication to the inspiration encouragement and uh, value uh, 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 highlighting the value of those around him uh, he's not feeling well as he said and he showed up today when he could have worked for home, from home he has the ability to do so but he drove down from where he lives up in Pierce County Washington uh, down to Olympia to be here today to encourage you and so thank you Patrick for making that effort we are truly honored mm. um, 
uh, you know, and we just we so appreciate your time. Yeah, Mark and Black, I feel honored. Awesome. Well, I think we can get just jump, bust outside just for a few minutes and uh, go over to that picnic table. You do have a head cold, so we gotta hurry quickly. But I think we jump in, we get out. You wanna grab that drum? No, I'm not kidding. This is legit. If we're gonna like, we gotta put our money where our mouth is, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I don't know, maybe. I don't think so. No, it's recording now. It's, re it's recording. Uh, what was that? Hey, hold on a second. Where's my drum chair? Here, you take it. Here. It's good. We're gonna go right now. You ready? All right. That's how we bust out a drum circle. That's how we bust out a drum circle. I love it, man. I love it, man. I love it. Good stuff. Don't ever be afraid. <laughs> I know I was inspired by the movie dude and Fear is the Mind Killer or I should say the flip dude. Oh, right, yeah. I will bend like a reed in the wind. That's right. That's like, that's like a... It's like a song name or something or a poem. And that's the thing. It's like all this stuff is is just just brain candy for the soul, for our mind, and we got to use this stuff. Now, now, granted, we can't necessarily bust out a, a real <gasps> drum circle oh in the gosh. middle of an office. But what we can do is we can remember the times that we were encouraged by people, and remember the times that we were in yes. unity and yes. community with people, and we can take that, lift each other up, rise to the occasion, and when people are given crap in, give joy out. Crap in. Joy, joy out. out. Crap in. Joy out. Something happened. Joy. I'm, out. I'm giving the joy, joy on the streets. Out. I'm in. Joy. Don't know out. what I'm saying. But like <laughs> a bird good. tweets. <laughs> but I gotta do things, I gotta do it. Gotta get the crap out, do it. Gonna put the joy out, do it the joy out, put the joy, gonna do it. Ooh. People put me down, I get on the pit <laughs> sound, then I do, they'll not put the upside down frown, gonna do it. Crap and joy out. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it, guys. <laughs> I'm like McDonald's back here. <laughs> it's good. I, uh, yeah. you know, I, the other thing that's so awesome is that because, you know, I sing and I'm not the best singer in the world or anything, but I, I sing and I, I just, I, I've always gotten so much joy out of singing that my kids 
pulsing now. And I just, Ooh. my oh, daughter's, awesome. my, my, I never took vocal lessons. My daughter's nine. She's taking vocal lessons. She's got a really beautiful voice. Mm. She'd probably be 10 times the singer I ever was. And every morning, we're getting ready. I get my kids up at 6 a.m. And they never complain. They never go, oh, dad, I'll go back. Never. They wake up because of routine, because of every day, go to bed early, you know. But they wake up every day. And my son's a little bit younger, but but my daughter, she's got her music on. She's singing Michael Jackson songs. Mm. She's singing whatever inspires her. She's in the shower. And I hear her humming in the shower. And I get choked up Mm. because I know she's found her portable joy. She's taken it with her. And I know that if I keel over dead tomorrow that I've given her something. Yeah, man. That's that's so good. Her little portable joy boombox, man. It's right inside her soul. And my son, too. My son sings, too. And I I hear him. And I think my daughter kind of, you know, like muscles him out sometimes but because she's really loud. But, But they both have it. And I hear him doing it, too. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, you guys. I can't tell you how happy that makes me feel. I just, I, I know that they have some rudimentary foundation of what is this life? What am I doing here? Why am I here? So they don't go through life confused, scared, fearful, but they know how can I feel good about this life and move forward and do something good with it? I don't care what falls in that blank, what their occupation is, how much money they make. Whether they go to this church or they don't go to church, I don't care as long as they perpetuate that joy and share it with others. And they know it already. They're neither of them even 10 years old yet, and they know it already. And it's not because I beat it into them. It's just an everyday thing, all day long, every day. That's been our encouragement drive with Patrick Whalen. I'm Nathan, and this is Brian, and we are the Encouragement Collaborative, and we hope that you've been encouraged today. Remember, crap in, joy out, and bust out that drum circle. Peace out! Peace out! Later, brother. Right on. Take care, guys.